This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. We are back with another episode of Hafta and I am sitting in the wonderful office of News Laundry and I am thrilled to see that lights are working, things are looking clean, rent has hopefully been paid because many of you have subscribed and you pay to keep news free. So Muchos gracias कहते हैं ना स्पेनिश में ऐसे कुछ कहते हैं सो दो सब्सक्राइब थैंक यू सो मच फॉर योर लार्जेस्ट ठीक है I think more than ever we have seen how with the farmers protests subscription driven models are way more honest and effective in their journalism than those that are heavily dependent on government ads and large corporations uh that has something to do with it and of course we have wonderful reporters Nidhi Suresh and Basant who have been an amazing doing an amazing job and our editors so thank you all very much for subscribing and paying to keep news free and please continue to do that those of you who have been listening to the hafta for free your days are numbered because i think by next week we will have our paywall up and uh, then you'll have to pay to access the news laundry hafta but do subscribe because from diwali to christmas we have a wonderful scheme where you get lots of cool nl merch and swag which you can get as part of the subscription package and it is the best gift to give on christmas rather than things that will not add any value to the world in general while adding value to your life as well so two in one and finally before i introduce the panel we have a new podcast player we have spent a lot of money time energy effort into making this a podcast player comparable to any podcast player in the world so do access it through newslaundry.com on the top right hand corner there's the logo of a mic so click on that this podcast you can skip to subjects that you want to you can speed it up you can slow it down and it also starts off from where you stopped so it has all those functions that were inconveniences in the last podcast player so many of you are accessing our podcast through um, you know your other stitcher or or itunes or whatever it is but you can come directly to our website and access this podcast player which is very smooth and efficient let me assure you and you can also see all the other stuff we do On that note today is the 3rd of December Thursday and we're recording at 12:30 in the afternoon and on the panel with me in office Manisha Pandey hi Manisha Hello Mehraj Lone hi Mehraj Hello Raman sir who is somewhere in the hills recuperating after his covid bout hi sir Hi and Raman sir keeps joining meetings on Zoom from his cottage in the hills with crisp blue <laughs> skies and sun and i no, all... i'm i'm going to drive back uh, soon after the hafta recording Chalo, i'll I'm, just drive back home i'm glad yeah. so then i won't feel miserable and sado when you join from the wonderful <laughs> climbs and i won't say unpleasant things like i hope a bird shits on your laptop and stuff like that <laughs> so, so and joining us uh, is also a wonderful reporter nidhi suresh nidhi where are you you're home right now you're at the ground which where you've been for the last 3 days Uh, today I'm at home Abhinandan and uh, I could have come to office because I don't live far away but I feel I've been exposed so much and you all have just recovered so it doesn't make sense for me to come sit there so I do hope you're having your zinc tablets vitamin C and your vitamin D yes uh, I had put yes. it on the group everyone should be having those yes I am you okay. do know this is a scam no the vitamin scam <laughs> it's okay. just to create expensive urine that's all 
expensive urine because all of it comes out in your pee <laughs> that's only what you don't digest what and you most of digest. it you can't digest because these hardcore ones that you get you can't digest most so of it so we have just demonstrated <laughs> how you should not listen to whatsapp that is what manisha no. was doing don't think she actually believes it we are not from whatsapp no you should have natural sources of vitamin b c and d you should and listen zinc. to doctors and not journalists i'm just saying <laughs> doctors are in on it man anyway <laughs> so so just uh so before we get into and there's lots to discuss i'm thrilled to be back in office uh let's get the headlines manisha yeah. farmer unions have begun talks with the center they've agreed to revert with objections in fact the second round of meeting between 35 farmer unions and the center is happening as we record this show they're demanding the scrapping of all three laws Bilkis Bano the famous dadi from Shaheen Bagh uh, was stopped from joining the protests meanwhile transporters have called for nationwide strike in support of farmers they have threatened the halt of supply of essential goods Amit Shah has met the agriculture and railway ministers as protests continue Canada's Justin Trudeau backed farmers protests India has said that his remarks are ill informed and some journalists also said it's our internal matter please back off Twitter flagged BJP's Amit Malviya's tweet as manipulated media. He's the first Indian politician to earn this tag. Great news, Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine have been cleared. UK will get its first shot next week. US has planned to start COVID vaccination within 24 hours of approval. Meanwhile in India, the center has rejected volunteers' claims. They've cleared Oxford vaccine trial in India. And this is regarding a volunteer had said that he felt severely ill. Hmm. Not ill, but he nervous and all sorts of other things started Basically, happening. Basically, the vaccine isn't Memory safe. Memory loss so, and all yeah. that. Change in behavior also. So, right. I think he has filed, uh, he sued also. Yeah, no? five crore and uh, uh, this uh, one, what's the name of the lab? They have filed a counter suit of... Serum Institute. Serum Institute. Serum Institute. Serum Institute of 100 crore. Attorney General hmm. K.K. Venu Gopal has given his consent to initiate contempt proceedings against a cartoonist. Very dangerous people. Rachita Taneja, she's the creator of a webcomic called Sanitary Panels. And then, of course, this was something that I heard yesterday. Humans are waging a suicidal, suicidal war on nature, says the UN chief Antonio Guterres. I hope I've got the pronunciation right. And I heard the full speech yesterday and then he was interviewed on BBC. That was um, pretty major. And then SC refuses plea seeking action against Andhra CM for his comments against a judge. Low voter turnout in Hyderabad civic polls. Cyclone Burivi is likely to hit Tamil Nadu on December 4th and Kerala is on red alert. In some sad news, MDH Spices owner Dharampal Gulati has died at the age of 98. Wow, he was on all these ads, right? Yeah. I remember. In some crazy news, stuff that can only happen in India, 5.25 crore rupees is missing from Statue of Unity's daily collection account. A case has been filed. Modi ji on the holy occasion of Dev Diwali prayed at Kashi Vishwanath temple that made like major headlines across news channels this was on Tuesday and in fact it completely eclipsed the farmers protest Donald Trump's H1B visa rule that hurt Indians has been scrapped by US judge so yahoo oh uh, but that day which was Dev Deepavali I think that was the same day that coincided with Guru Purab yeah and yeah. Uh, that was I think noteworthy that uh, the, on the day of Guru Purab there was not that i think anything to be taken away from dev deepavali in the context of the farmers which was predominantly at that time limited to punjab farmers and now of course the harana uttarakhand maharashtra joining that he thought that that messaging of you know that video that he released that uh, visuals were like really uh, yeah i just thought grass. it was stone deaf i yeah. i find it phenomenal i mean not in the context of gurupura for me all in all it was stone deaf him like you know tapping his hands to that music while farmers are agitating was just quite 
No, 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 shambhu. Sure, sure, shambhu. Shambhu. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so there's lots to discuss. Uh, but before we move on, I would just like to appeal to many of you to contribute. Thank you so much for those who topped up our NL Sena for our legal costs. Our, uh, hopefully the final hearing is on the 21st, uh, where we are hoping to get the FIR quashed against Prithi Goyal. So those of you who contributed, thank you so much for that. This time it is going to be a physical hearing because now the Bombay High Court has started physical hearings. Meanwhile, we have also received two legal notices of one at least mentions 100 crore from a very large media house. I will uh, probably make it public uh, if they follow through with it. So I think we have another case coming up. So I may need to reach out again so you guys can contribute and make sure that we don't get intimidated by these large media houses that are really not doing a public service but selling ad space in exchange for real estate and when they are called out they send legal notices to outfits like ours which probably can fit in one bathroom of one office of the many but i don't really give a fuck so yeah i will take my lawyer's advice and uh, hopefully do a takedown of them on video but let's see if they go to court on that note let's start off with the farmers protest which has dominated headlines Nidhif, by the way, fantastic coverage, fantastic reporting. You and Basant have been doing some really good work and we are so proud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending us. Yes. Now, uh, first of all, how do you communicate with those farmers? Because <laughs> most of them are from the pind. They are from Punjabi. And they are from Punjabi. Sir, I so it's really good. I mean, I, you asked me to, uh, you know, listen to that uh, 45 minutes of Video, yeah, what Punjabi man, but it, I, I could understand most of it, huh. uh, so, but it was really good to uh, you know listen to such Punjabi, otherwise, I mean, more I find most of the people you know when they speak Punjabi as if they are abusing. That's but, right, <laughs> it's true. You know, some of the Punjabis of these farmers that interview you're talking about, it's from uh, a Punjabi channel, and it's that Punjabi sounds really lovely, but we are so used to yo yo honey singh and badshah's Punjabi. <laughs> the, the real Punjabi is kind of lost somewhere. So, so Nidhi, seriously, do, are you having problems in communicating there? Uh, I think this has been an issue throughout my reporting career. I've always had a problem with language and I'm also always scared while writing a text piece of what gets lost in translation. Um, and I also don't think people understand the difficulty in reporting in a language that you haven't grown up around. Uh, but that said, I do think that uh, what's been amazing is most of the people we've spoken to, they do speak Hindi. But uh, once the camera is switched on, they don't want to speak in uh, Hindi. They will only speak in Punjabi. So I understand what they're saying because I've had a uh, off-camera conversation to an extent where I can get a gist of what they're saying, but it's definitely uh, a challenge and I'm always scared of the nuances that I might possibly be missing out uh, because I don't entirely understand the language. So before I get into specifics of that, since you have this problem, your hmm. well, uh, Nidhi is uh, Mallu and she yes. grew up in Bangalore and Kerala. Yeah. So why don't you ever take up the offer of being stationed out of the south each time I've made that offer you have rejected it yeah because I started out in Kashmir and I somehow feel like it's important for me to be in Delhi as much as I uh, shit on the city all the time like I feel like it's important to be near the power structure and be uh, here to really understand how things work and then maybe I can pan out to the south but yeah I'd love to I'd love to report in the south sometime just not right now back home as they say in Kerala from my native where is your native <laughs> so uh, 
So wh- wh- and why do you think this is that when on camera they want to speak Punjabi only? uh they're quite adamant because they feel like um uh, also they feel like modi has in some way uh, tried to project that this is a very small section of farmers from punjab who are uh, uh, protesting because they don't understand the law while this law is made for farmers they don't have the ability to read it so it's almost a rebellion in some sorts where they're saying that we you 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 take a take a look at how small we are in number because right now we're choking delhi and uh, it's it's going to be an issue for you so it's sort of a rebellious uh, act that they've decided to speak in punjabi in large numbers mm, it's a bit like shehla she was a wonderful colleague who used to work at news laundry who's now mm. moved to bombay she um, she wasn't a very conservative or practicing muslim but she used to wear a scarf mm. and when i asked her yeah. she said actually i don't really give a damn but i'm wearing it purely because i feel bullied so it's to yeah. underline the point that i wouldn't have ordinarily worn it but now i will wear it but yeah. uh, right so um yeah manisha you have been following this on media so before we get some on ground trivia from um, nidhi how has the regular media been reporting it i've been seeing actually several videos of how uh, regular news channels have been pushed back on some politely and some not so politely mm, some quite violently yeah in that was in, in chandigarh, chandigarh right? and aaj tak reporter got beaten up quite badly but that was by congress goons oh yeah well they're saying it's the youth congress i'm not surprised we remember what they did here to saftar hashmi at mm. mandi house but is this new cuz i remember there was like all sorts of high high slogans but the complete pushback like on sudarshan on z on aaj tak mm. on republic on republic why what has the coverage been like cuz i haven't actually seen the coverage i've just seen the response to the coverage Oh it's the same thing that they've been doing for a while now and we've seen this from I think CA protests onwards that essentially what these channels do is they go to these protest sites they'll find one or two controversial bites and speak to people who are probably not aware of the bill or would in their excitement say something and then just play that on loop to tar the entire protest so in this case they found this guy who said Indira thok di Modi thok diya and they found some Khalistan posters and then the whole coverage has been about how Khalistani tatva mil gaye hain aur कैसे खालिस्तान की डिमांड हो रही है एंड द फार्मर्स इशूज आर कंप्लीटली यू नो एट द बैक एंड आई थिंक दैट्स वॉट्स हैपन थ्रू एवरी प्रोटेस्ट एंड द बैकलैश इज नाउ फॉर अस इट्स बिन अ स्टोरी फॉर अ यर नाउ एवरी प्रोटेस्ट दैट वी गो टू कवर आर मेजर स्टोरी इज अबाउट द एंगर अगेंस्ट द मीडिया सो यू हैव प्रोटेस्टर्स चांटिंग स्लोगन्स अगेंस्ट द गवर्नमेंट एंड देन द सेकेंड रंग स्लोगन्स आर ऑल एंटी मीडिया यू नो जी न्यूज गोदी मीडिया रिपब्लिक आज तक एंड पीपल आर नेमिंग चैनल्स इट्स नॉट दैट दे जस्ट से यू नो कि मीडिया खराब है दे हैव स्पेसिफिक चैनल्स दैट दे वॉच दैट दे डिसलाइक एंड आई मीन फ्रॉम दीज कॉन्वर्सेशंस एंड I'm highly recommend that video that she shot with four farmers about what they thought of the media coverage. It's pretty clear that uh, these guys are watching what is being said about them. For example, Sudhir saying that how can farmers speak in English? कि ये अंग्रेजी में कैसे किसान बोल सकते हैं किसान अंग्रेजी तो नहीं बोलता. Now this guy has watched it. Clearly, he said that Z News वाले ये बोल रहे हैं. मैं farmer का बेटा हूँ. मैंने convent में पढ़ा है. You know, I'm a farmer. I'll show you my land. I mean, am I not supposed to speak in English just because I'm a farmer's son? So. I think the anger is completely legitimate because you know there are no longer people who But you can, can just Can you imagine these guys who claim to be like not the Latians not the coffee drinking types the elitism that they have is It's like, stunning elitism It's stunning And yeah I love that conversation precisely because one of the guys says that you know 
वाई विल आई नॉट हैव अ गुड लाइफ या वी आर ग्रेट वी आर नॉट गोन वेयर फटा कपड़ा एंड धोती वी आर नॉट गो बी लाइक द तमिलनाडु फार्मर्स ईटिंग रैट एंड विद स्कल ओवर एवर वी आर संपन्न आई मीन इन द सेंस वी आर प्रॉस्पेरस एंड वी वॉन्ट टू रिमेन प्रॉस्पेरस एंड वॉट्स रॉन्ग विद दैट इफ एन अंबानी कैन लॉबी टू रिमेन रिच आई कैन फार्मर्स फ्रॉम विच एवर बैकग्राउंड दे कम लॉबी टू रिमेन रिच ओवर एवर टू सस्टेन दर वे ऑफ लाइफ मोस्ट इलॉजिकल एंड मोस्ट स्टूपेड ऑफ आर्ग्यूमेंट्स आई मीन इफ अ फार्मर ब्रेक्स इज बैक टू वर्क हार्ड वट डज ही वर्क फॉर to hmm. give his children give his family a better life i am a farmer son my father is still a farmer everyone in my family is still a farmer i go home i also i mean whenever i can do a little English. bit of farming ट्राई <laughs> do the whole thing the whole argument is about that person yeah. like what happened for example uh, what was his name sharjil imam mm-hmm. during ca protest what the people were demanding what it was for nothing so this guy said something let's latch on to that and do this mm-hmm. same thing with this deep uh, person here during yeah. the protest i saw this one clip yesterday i think it was a sudarshan reporter who was asking somebody to prove that he was a farmer to say how you look as ogtait yeah and he took off he says he says i'm not a farmer but i'm here to support the farmer and he started asking her she was asking him that how do you grow aloo he saying you're not here to test me whether i know farming or not he said he says have you read the law and of course she was a young record young reporter she probably doesn't even know the name of the law ha matlab reporter we can't even call representative <laughs> representative not a reporter <laughs> representative sudarshan he says have you read the law he started asking a question and she ignored him and moved on it's yeah. um yeah it's quite it's it's disgraceful I mean, but you have to do it if you don't have any other argument hmm. i mean you could just go and sit across the table from the farmers and tell them okay let's talk you have this problems let's sort them out but they're not interested in that i mean so before they came to delhi for two months they were protesting in punjab yeah nobody exactly. cared the mm. central government actually blackmailed them i mean they stopped all the trains so that they'll end their protest mm. that was blackmail i mean they practically starved an entire state out of like railway services so that these guys will stop once they come here they don't have an argument so they start this propaganda and, and that's another obviously thing obviously the greatest propaganda tool they have is the media so that's one thing they say that we've been protesting for a month why has no one in delhi media picked it up and then there's a lot of praise for local media right i mean and for avish yeah and avish fact, is really i have consumed a lot of punjabi media in the last 2 3 weeks and i must say that there is some very good yeah, very reportage good. happening informed reportage happening and i'm surprised that the english and the hindi media is so clueless about stuff yeah they can just pick up those people yeah it's anyway this no, is also complete lap dogs no, this is no also other. because it's not just their propagandists and lap dogs it's also because they aren't connected with those people right the class the caste high uh, class system these people come from they have absolutely no idea about questions like how farming, they speak english exactly they uh, don't know anything about farming they don't come from those backgrounds yeah. they only thing they know about agriculture is to eat right no, even even before these farmers you know uh, started marching towards delhi uh, i think the line was given to uh, the media which uh, you know favors the government the line was given uh, that most of them are khalistanis yeah the, they have a support of khalistani so this i heard even before they started marching to delhi hmm. so 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 as soon as they hit uh, the haryana border the khalistani propaganda begins yeah but it was pretty clear that there was a theme because times republic z and even ibn like ibn has gone completely they usually you know hedge a little bit 
seen an IBN? They have not hedged on this. Like I saw Maria Shakil on a panel saying that she's asked the farmer representative. The government is not going to withdraw this. They are not going to budge. Now tell us, what are you going to do? Are she you saying? Yeah. She said that. I, can I said, tell you. are you a pretty representative of the government? I mean, I understand Ambani owns your channel and you're not, you know, subscriber-based like News Laundries because we <laughs> say pay to keep news free because otherwise Ambani will buy us all out including agriculture and everything else. Then you can just go and stand outside and tell her with your katora. But uh, until then, do subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, just it the even the hashtag or the ticker, it was so similar in all cases that it is hard to believe that mm. they don't get a single order from a single place saying that this is what the theme for tonight is going to be. Now, on the ground, Nidhi, do you come across these reporters? What is your experience with them? I mean, are they trying to do honest, fair reportage or do they avoid you because you're representing news laundry? How does it work for you on the ground? Is there a lot of... Because co- back in the day, at least when I used to roam around with the mic in my hand, of mm-hmm. course, there weren't 200 channels. There were maybe four or five bulletins. There were not even channels mm-hmm. back then. But there was a lot of camaraderie among reporters. You know, you'd... If if someone was giving a bite, we'd actually call everybody. Mm-hmm. It wasn't peeche ki bathroom ki exit se hum mujhe bite de do, baki jayen, par jayen. You know, mm-hmm. we'd say, okay, he's coming, give bite, everybody come. Hmm. Is is there that or now everyone's out to hit each other with the mic on the head? Uh, so I think there's, there's now different uh, sections or, or there's different groups or different cliques. Uh, there are uh, TV channel reporters who still hang out together. And I think with print reporters, it's a little more scattered. Uh, and especially with us younger reporters, we still haven't, uh, we still don't know the entire network of journalists in India, but uh, in Delhi, sorry. And um, on ground, uh, when we do tell them that we are from News Laundry, because a lot of the times we are also sometimes filming reporters covering the protest. And the moment they realize we are from News Laundry, then they don't want to talk to us or they don't want to be around us. That's there. And and that is quite funny because yeah, they do stay as high. away from us as possible. Uh, but from what I noticed during the protest, from day one, which and day one I'm saying that the day that we were there, which is on 27th, uh, when the farmers arrived in Delhi, there was a huge clash. So it was quite violent. And on that day, the anger was against the security personnel. The anger was against the state. Uh, but from the second day onwards, we started hearing this frustration that was building among people against the media. And by the third or fourth day, the articulation became very, very clear, especially uh, as this Khalistani narrative started coming out in the media. And uh, I think one person really put it uh, beautifully to me. And he said, there is a complete erasure of trust. And it's not an impulsive, it's not a sort of sudden anger. This trust uh, was a loss of trust with the state. Uh, that began with the bills itself. It was a loss of trust on security personnel, quote unquote security personnel who lashed out at them so much through the through the time they have been protesting and making their way to Delhi. And then the the media is often the last resort. And then when they also like stab you in the back, uh, they sort of feel uh, very isolated. And that sense of isolation was there from the beginning in the sense that they felt that we've been agitating for two months. And this is something that a local reporter told me that for you Delhi-based reporters, this is a four or five day agitation now. For We've been doing this for two months. We've been, mm. some of us have been with the uh, march from wherever they began, from our own uh, hometowns, you know, our own families are, uh, uh, fathers are farmers. And we understand the depth of this issue. And you've come here in four days, certain sections of the national media have turned it into something else altogether. So that's, Erasure of trust is uh, really deep among people right now. 
So now there are many aspects to this. I mean, I'm sure we'll have an explainer on this. Uh, hmm. Wonderful Meghnad will probably be putting out an explainer. He's around, working on it, yeah. Around the bills. So for the hmm. specifics on that, you can come to newslaundry.com and check out. We'll be doing a bunch of reports other than the ones on the protest that uh, Nidhi and Basanta are doing. We will have some... Oh, sorry, on the bills, we have already done an explainer. Meghnad has done it. The earlier one. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So if we, if any, so you can check out that explainer so you can get an idea of the bills. And we'll probably get another few write-ups once, you know, there's an articulation of what exactly the farmers want and we can have more of an idea on that. Uh, but there are many aspects, two aspects that I want to discuss before we move on to any of the other mm-hmm. issues. I just want to add that we've actually done an interview now with uh, Baldeer Singh Rajivar where he ra- does really articulate what is it that the farmers are asking for and the interview should be out by the time uh, the podcast is out. Oh, great. So hopefully both of those things will be up together. Uh, mm-hmm. So what's his full name again? Baldeer Singh Rajwal, he is the president of the Bhartiya Kisan Union. And he was there at the meeting at the Niti Aayog when this entire, yes. this thing started rolling, that there'll be some yes. agricultural reforms. And he's yes. given the full account of what happened in those meetings, etc. Yeah, and he's also been part of the meetings where uh, he met Narendra Singh Tomar uh, on Tuesday and he will be meeting them today as well. Great, so we look forward to that. Uh, so you did that interview again, you were speaking Hindi yeah. and English and he was speaking Punjabi, how did it work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know he speaks very good English and Hindi. So in the beginning of the interview itself, I uh, told him that I'll be mixing both. And so I asked my questions in a mix of Hindi and English and he answers mostly in Hindi. Okay, but he, he didn't insist on speaking Punjabi on camera. No, he didn't. Right, so the two things that I want to just, angles that I want to explore on this is, one is the pushback or the support that the farmers have gotten against the government by popular stars of Punjab. Yeah. Whether it is Diljeet Dosanjh, whether it is Jazzy B, who had actually retweeted, retweeted one of And her. I remember he, he had this show called Kamli, Kamli. He has this really bizarre dance. <laughs> but but God bless him for... That Kudi Kudi Gujarat Di Kudi is his no, song only. That, Who's that? That was uh, just me or something, I forget. But uh, then Diljeet Dosanjh has spoken up, Harban Man has spoken up, Uh, Gurdas Man has spoken up now what is it and Raman sir you're from Punjab I think you have your ancestral land near Khanna uh, village no? it's in Hoshapur district the village is called Jejo Uh, it's a beautiful uh, you know three acre of land we call it Killa in Punjab so I'm trying to I was trying to develop it as an orchard Uh, but in February uh, you know we had done little work but March Covid again then we could not do anything. Uh, so now see your plans of becoming a farmer are being shafted by, <laughs> by the, the universe. But yes, uh, The land is pretty good. I mean. But now in Punjab, the what is it culturally that this pushback has been so immense from popular culture? You know, there's a certain nature of being unafraid. And I think that is a very important theme in, you know, the Sikh tradition and generally in Punjab. Now, yes. you know, Diljit Dosanjh, he has as much to lose as Akshay Kumar. He's trying to make it. In fact, he played second fiddle to Akshay Kumar in that stupid film on pregnancy. Uh, he's done two or three, uh, you know, films in Bollywood. All these people, Bollywood is a big market for them. And and their songs, I mean, it's a pan-Indian reach with every, every album all over they the come out. But yet, they don't think twice before pushing back at Kangana, before... Whereas everyone from Akshay Kumar... To the Khans, I can understand that the Khans don't speak up because they'll be called Pakistani or whatever. But what what is it that you think makes the Punjab actors, stars and singers unafraid in speaking up against the government? Is it because it is their people and they wouldn't do it ordinarily? They didn't do it on CA or 
is it that don't mess with punjab is it that the cliche of punjab di matti and apna punjab and assi punjabiyan and putt jatande and all that stuff is not just a cliche that is the biggest you know identity more than anything else why what do you think it is sir no no i think farmer farmers is a huge community in punjab okay whether it comes to politics or selling your art selling your songs punjab i mean farmers is a huge huge community so if you if you had listened to that uh, interview of balbir singh in punjabi so he was telling that how the akali dal tried to lobby with him okay akali dal had not withdrawn uh, uh, you know uh, at that time uh, support uh, from the bjp they had not withdrawn it mm. so they, they had a meeting with him twice and and the, when when and and when they found that the entire akali kader kader has joined the farmers this is the time when the akali withdrew it and balbir uh, singh he still feels that these people had withdrawn just for the hack of it i mean they are still with the bjp i okay. see you you made a fixed match yes so so the community but 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 his his impact uh, you know on uh, congress because the congress called the assembly and they 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 uh, only after speaking to the farmers so i think farmer as a community is uh, uh, i mean uh, is huge it is as a as a social group uh, it is a big pressure group uh, it's a it's a big uh, market for, and probably in uh, punjab every- everyone has some personal association with farming, farming through family yeah, right yeah, everyone yes, would yes. Uh, and and also they are pretty rich even in this farmers family one member of the family has gone abroad and he has made lot of money okay and 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 uh, also the land holding is pretty is better than other states yes yes in fact i saw the data the average land holding in punjab is i think close to 5 hectares or acres i wasn't i'm not sure yeah. i apologize it's almost twice of the national average Right. So that was a data point that actually had been um, said on several of these more informed discussions on this issue. And and also as a this is the community and also psychologically speaking, I mean Punjabis they do speak their mind out, hmm. so they are not afraid of any consequences. Yeah, they, they have I mean, that bebop kind of. I don't know how of... out true I am, but I have seen it. I mean they they speak out their mind. And they have a funny way of saying things also, like that really that funny true. bite where this guy is saying ki. How can we be Khalistani? We can't handle our own gurdwaras. Hmm. How can we handle a demand for a country? And we, you know, right now we need a uh, passport to go to Pakistan to the gurdwara. Would we want a pa- uh, passport to go to Patna Sahib like the gurdwaras in India? Like, why would we want that? So it was really funny the way he was saying. That basically, हमसे अपना एक गुरुद्वारा तो संभाला नहीं जाता हम क्या नया country demand करेंगे? It's really funny. But also, I mean, that isn't even the point. I mean, I'm sure there are people in Punjab who have sympathies with that yeah. cause who. have those sentiments but that is not the issue here this is something completely different and also i mean i don't know this something maybe abhinandan would know better because you've traveled there and you were older than i was during 85 and that time but i know of my friends at least who will not say he's a terrorist they will say and these are my like punjabi friends they won't say he's a hero or whatever but i don't know of a punjabi who'd outrightly say ki bhai he was a terrorist there is this the it's kind of like a wound that's been bandaged and everyone gets to live their own reality about this period that there was but you know like what barkha was trying to do with that singer oh we should discuss to, that barkha's interview to, right that know, wasn't an interview that was a lecture <laughs> to get him to say he say he was a terrorist and though my father served during blue star so i know i mean there, there were cases of i mean what they were terrorists for all practical yeah, exactly. purposes they were 
but it's a very interesting thing why you know there's this strange peace and also another thing that i was thinking was that when uh, the media demonizes ca and protesters as anti That's you know true. india and terrorists there are a lot of takers among hindus but hindus middle class hindus are not willing to buy sikhs as terrorists i mean they're not willing to view sikhs or uh, you know punjabis as terrorists even though there's been the whatever 80 you know that whole insurgency militancy period i think it's very difficult to drive a wedge between sikhs and hindus and which is why i think this khalistani plot is not really working too well yeah i think the whole hindu muslim thing is way more deep rooted it's yeah. in families deep down i mean they will not have an you know families like ours i mean our generations are all maybe okay but the earlier generations they'd be okay you know marrying a sikh but they won't be okay marrying a muslim and that is of course and everyone did exactly that but that's a separate point but i think that's a given but what you're talking about i've written a piece on this actually last year and i was about the about the golden the co- temple the golden temple like, you know where there's a plaque which talks about bindram wale and his uh, you know uh, the other terrorists as heroes and it's there it is right there under the akal takht the full essay is there and i've taken photographs and it's part of that piece in fact that piece will be linked under this podcast and i've traveled extensively in punjab while shooting all the shows we used to do i mean i've i think punjab and karnataka are the two most visited states and rajasthan these three because you know of a variety of reasons we used to whenever we had no episodes to shoot we'd go to any of these three so i've covered it by road and you're absolutely right i mean of course if you go to damdami taksal which is uh, you know which is the english mein kya kehte hain taksal ko sir i guess it translates to a sikh educational organization so they have these different taksals like bindramwale was from damdami taksal and um, so if you go around that area you will be hard pressed to for anyone to condemn bindramwale and i'm not talking about just just a regular person there as you move further there will be people who may not call him while while referring to him very casually they'll refer to him as sant jarnel singh indrawale and then you'll say do you actually think he's sant sant as in saint yeah. so there's no he lekin but they won't call him a terrorist and i've in that piece i've quoted my chats with my taxi drivers and at the same time in the golden temple there exists all these other plaques which are saluting all the soldiers who lost their lives while fighting these very people hmm. and within a few yards of each other so it's very interesting and uh, you have so many in punjab who joined the army i mean it has also a huge exactly. tradition of you know the sikh regiment and all that and of course we didn't have me- free media at the time i mean the fact is that if you read a book like mark tully and satish jacobs uh, amritsar mrs gandhi's last battle or even general brar's um, operation blue star or there are a whole bunch of books have been written on this they were f- forgy little you know platoons okay maybe not a battalion but groups of sikhs who had gotten who had taken over the three tons and they had started driving towards amritsar of course it didn't become news because it would just i mean if the country knew that that's actually, pretty much mutiny yeah. it's mutiny and that could spread but there was soldiers who did that they took over when they heard that you know tanks have entered uh, the golden yeah. temple so barkha's into you i think so i think barkha because she has been such a big name and has been like the superstar when you become a superstar you want maximum acceptance and maximum acceptance comes from whatever is the dominant narrative no matter how flawed it may be so i think in that interview while she's keeps trying to get deep singh to condemn bindramwale it had nothing to do with the interview it's about the farmers yeah. protest like whether he condemns him as terrorist or not what is it to any like if i am today if i get modi or anyone will i say condemn nathuram godse why have you given a ticket to her 
you know that will not be the sum Him, of the you can still ask because he is the prime minister yeah, you he can ask but this is an, just so an ordinary just, person plus you're giving uh, hawa to the first the notion that there's a khalistani element to this and, uh, protest and all, when there isn't and also the thing that after that she tweeted that i'm sorry justin trudeau has no business so i think the thing is that you want to show that while i'll be fair this is yeah these are the odd chances you get to prove your credentials as a nationalist so you take that chance even if it's the cost of a guy who doesn't have to condemn jarnail singh bhindra wale to talk on the farmers pro- i mean the two are not connected i think that was that was bad journalism and and barka has a hundred other flaws she doesn't do bad journalism very often i know she did in kashmir and i agree with you on that but otherwise she's one of the better ones so i was very disappointed but i i think there's more no, to even, it than that even if they are speaking about justice as uh, this trudeau uh, canadian prime minister i mean if he has said something i think they will make it part of the khalistani narrative so 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 i mean uh, because because most of the khalistani uh, you know supporters uh, as people believe they live in canada yeah so just so i'm sure she tweeted i have said this before in the context of my deep siddhu interview and i'm saying it again in context of trudeau these sort of ill thought interventions hurt the cause of our brave farmers trudeau is playing to domestic politics in canada it's really none of his business now you know like you have to tweet this out no one's asking ki barkha ji aapka kya view hai is par but bhai let me put my view out there taki i have one tick mark so tomorrow if i'm accused of this i can use this as a get out of jail card i just find this very cowardly i think i mean uh, i think it was nelson mandela who put it like very beautifully explained it this is more than that i mean she is trying to prove her credentials and all that but this is kind of a malaise of the liberal elite all over the world they expect that their enemy should be your enemies too it's like the same when for example the american elite wants you to condemn iran and cuba and everybody else but they'll be like barkha for example she, nobody should arveer sangvi for example modi is he is a mass murderer but he is our mass murderer he actually wrote that but he has a problem with justice okay. to uh, yes. he wrote that yeah in a column long back but if trudeau says something no it's don't go there it's the same thing with the, for example if this deep person had asked barkhadat condemn modi condemn advani condemn everybody else ah uh, they wouldn't exactly mm. so taksal is a seminary just saying i was wondering so it is the equivalent of a seminary so uh now nidhi uh, what did i mean this whole khalistan narrative i mean i don't want to this conversation to be about that but did any farmers like point out to you or did you see any journalists asking them questions about this and the farmers saying don't ask us about this this is none of your business or was in front of you none of the reporters are going down this road so regarding reporters i didn't particularly see any reporters asking this although we've seen clips of it now and and it is a really long stretch so we could have missed out a lot of things but personally i never heard the word khalistan come out from a farmer's mouth which is why it was also really surprising when this became a media narrative that they were there wasn't anybody speaking of bindran wale there wasn't anybody speaking of khalistan and then the question they would only respond to it when we asked them what do you think about this media narrative and once again it was beautifully articulated to us that if you ask us this question are we not supposed to respond like should we not even say the word khalistan and they said the problem is that we can talk to you about it you might listen but somebody else another z news reporter or rajstak reporter will come they will edit that question out and they will only play that we have spoken about khalistan you will never hear them talk about khalistan as as a discussion to the media by themselves unless you ask them that question so 
this whole even about deep sidhu i never heard like we also yesterday asked them a little bit like did you happen to watch that interview or what do you think of him now he is not any kisan sabha leader he's there to show his solidarity he happened to go viral with that one video and they said he said what he said i mean it's irrelevant to us this is that's irrelevant to the cause so they said i don't even think we have an opinion on it because it doesn't even matter to this movement and uh, just logistically on their on the ground how many people are there how long is the stretch just tell those of us who know delhi well if you could just mm. describe uh, like uh, how are they dealing with the food where are they sleeping cuz this is way bigger than the uh, uh, you know janlokpal movement at jantar mantar and ramleela maidan but you know we would get whatever 100 mattresses and the tambu and all which was more often than not supplied by shri shri ravi shankar i mean i don't think it's any secret but there were a lot of people who today amadi party may not agree with who did contribute at that time including you know members of the communist party and stuff so you take everyone's support yogendra yadav of course yogendra yadav is every oh we have to discuss that <laughs> angle also but so just describe on ground how wide is it where is the food where are people going for their as we see in india fresh hone kahan jaate hain wo like how does it work <laughs> yeah so uh, one thing is very clear that it's not a spontaneous movement they know that they're in this for the long haul so they have come extremely well prepared uh, i must add that basant and i have only been going to the singhu border now there are other borders also where the farmers are and we so at singhu border it's a massive stretch of about 5 to 6 kilometers where and we, as far as we could tell it was 5 to 6 kilometers so there were people also telling it's 10 kilometers it's 12 kilometers but uh, for us the, Ramadeep Man who's an activist and has been working in coordinating these protests he confirmed to us that this is about 5 to 6 kilometers roughly and there are still farmers coming in so it's hard to put a count on the people but he, but he said there is at least 3000 people at this protest right now and uh, regarding food so on the first day it was a little more scattered everybody had rations with them so they start by evening they started setting up uh, with bricks and they would burn cow dung cakes and they would start setting up uh, little kitchens and people would start crowding around uh, but yesterday we started realizing that it became a little more organized that they would have uh, three or four specific places where all the people cooking would come together so you would see discussions happening in the morning there's a stage set up at the front where there's a lot of political conversations there's a lot of leaders coming on stage and talking about what's in the agenda today what kind of conversations are happening and uh, by af- and one thing i realized there's absolutely no compromise on food there's a good breakfast there's aloo paratha there's all kinds of paratha there's so chai at 11 so the anna type andolan <laughs> while anna is no. sitting there starving those of us at the back who wanted food in fact food, uh, they were feeding no, uh, i think i think this uh, muruthul dhaba uh, also amri yeah, yeah. dhaba yeah. gave free food uh, correct but that was one th- like covering this protest has been amazing because of that because absolutely no compromise on food like char baje you will get chai and snacks and there will be a variety uh, of uh, bread pakoda onion pakoda paneer pakoda there is different kinds of things and they've come very well prepared and also locals around so we were having a, a chai at a shop nearby and this like there was a woman who runs the shop on the highway and she said that it's it's really nice for us also because we've stopped cooking at home so we also go to the community kitchens and we also eat there and uh, uh, also we are getting our medicines because there are free clinics that are being set up health clinics being set up see by, this is uh, why the sikhs have so much goodwill in the country wherever they go they're so organized free food langar and that yeah. seva bhav thing hospitality so 
did a lot of work during the bhujjatquake or during the partition what the government couldn't do they went so because of that goodwill you know they they get a lot of political capital so hartosh said that is nonsense it is by engineered demand because the sikhs have been feeding so many people for so long yet they have no political capital they only have general social goodwill which is a good point But they have a huge social goodwill that's which is why i was saying that i don't think an average hindu even a sanghi hindu is willing to buy uh this khalistani narrative or look at sikhs in in the same suspicious way that well, they it, it it depends because now the you know modi bhakti has got to a level where people like vivek agnihotri and kangana who are rewarded by the gov- government with positions and posts and and favor favoritism like the kind of stuff he's saying about the farmers same thing the english speaking farmers like just cuz you you know could not quite learn english and that is a huge point of Uh, it's a complex that has made you into a very hateful person and you hate anyone who comes from that background doesn't mean everybody can't like he is tweeting the kind of discrediting that is attempting that is being attempted on anyone who speaks against this but uh, now i saw a report this morning there a bunch of maharashtra farmers have set off from maharashtra with tractors full of food who are going to come here now from maharashtra to here is a long drive i don't know how whether they'll make it i'm sure the government is going to make sure to do all they can to stop them from coming but before we wind up this whole who represents the farmer yogendra yadav on a lot of panels and an article has come on that right manisha yeah there's an article in the caravan which is really a very interesting read it's a report no suggestions or no like essays on it but it basically shows how yogendra yadav actually shows him in really like comical light because he's like this guy who's just hanging around the cool crowd to get some cred essentially and he uh, the article is basically about how he was telling the farmers that we should move into delhi and go to the designated ground because hamara maqsad to tha delhi mein aana aur hame delhi mein jana hai to hum successful ho jayenge so one of the farmers in the meetings shoots back and says that how many farmers have have you yogendra yadav got on a tractor you don't even have like five carders why should we be listening to you and it's very interesting because um, yogendra yadav's press releases that have come out you know seem to suggest that he has done this huge sacrifice by not meeting the center matlab maine tyag kar diya hai to not represent the farmers kyunki amit shah doesn't want to meet me but when you listen to the farmers quotes it's mostly that yeah centered in monte man is between them like we don't care he's a political party it's not i mean we have a different issue altogether our representatives are different and i think this is good that one of the mistakes i think that happened during ca was people were able to hijack that very easily uh, you know different people could just come on the stage and just claim to be speaking for muslims you know liberals also would come and say matlab yogendra yadav se leke jo bhi you know any kid from jnu jamia could come up and claim that it's good that the farmers have said here that we have 35 people who will represent us and we will talk for ourselves we don't need delhi their main you know? problem i think was that he wanted them to move to that uh, ground no. burari ground. Yeah, ground but why like what a random hey, suggestion to give also i find it fascinating <laughs> how yogendra yadav comes and wants to play bhishma pitama to every army 
यू नो डूड आप कौन लाइक थैंक यू फॉर कमिंग आप वहाँ कोने में बैठ के लंगर खाइए वील कम टू यू गेट इन लाइन हाँ सॉरी सर यू वर सेंग सम no my i was saying that this movement has identified uh, you know 35 kisan unions and representative of this 35 kisan unions all of them are uh, you know part of the negotiation so 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 in which i mean of course yogendra yadav doesn't figure at all yeah nidhi was saying uh, uh, yeah i was just saying that uh, we witnessed uh, something interesting uh, yesterday where uh, yogendra yadav was being in- interviewed by a local punjabi reporter and he started playing up this narrative so he also in an interview with us told us that this is a big democratic victory um and he says that you know farmer should move to the ground and immediately a, a farmer walked in and he said how are you saying this and who are you to say this like hmm. two very important questions he immediately asked yogendra yadav and the reporter was a little hassled because he seemed to uh, also be very close to yogendra yadav and then he said should i take this question or not and yogendra yadav said okay you can go ahead and so the farmer says uh, this is uh, first of all our protest and you have come here how are you saying it's a victory don't you think that if we go sit there it's just us going to be sitting there and also it's a joke because the barari grounds is like 6 or about 7 kilometers away from the protest yeah, area yeah i've seen it it's basically you will have subjected them to one corner and ab waha sado maro jo bhi so i i mean and, and i think and this goes back to the uh, shahin bag argument like even the uh, when the judgment was passed that you know you should uh, go to a ground and protest and not on the road what is the point because they are here they have made all their way from punjab to here and from the different parts that they are coming because they haven't been heard and in fact Now, one again of... they pushed them to a corner no and one of the farmers said that he said we are not blocking the road you let us go to jantar mantar we'll we'll go there and sit hmm. we want yeah. to be somewhere where we are heard because they know that the annar circus has shown them that mm. once your circus has prime location then dude it is a question of time before everybody comes there so they mm. wanted to so they have blocked the road and not them and now this is something and we should call it out whether you know your liberal conservative right left people like uh, what's his name yogendra are a media creation and you know i have been accused of many of your wonderful subscribers that just because i was more friendly with arvind than i'm that camp i used to make fun of him and discredit him on the show when that entire split happened but people like yogender are what they are because of access to reporters in delhi yeah like when he quit up how many people quit to him yeah if he was saying that it's undemocratic and you know arvin takes all the decisions himself and me and prashanta going okay they went what did they do did even like a dozen people leave with them so who what democracy were they were representing who were they representing in the party the point is people like uh yogendra who are very well spoken they are very polite they they make great panels are products of lazy journalism i need someone yeah. let me yeah, put him yeah, on yeah. a panel he seems like a nice you know jhola type farmer he can pass off as a farmer representative <laughs> because i have to work a little harder to get a farmer representative exactly like It's in this case why big problem yeah why does a yogendra yadav get to be part of a panel when you have these guys it's the uh, same thing i mean even when you have to for example represent bring muslim representatives mm. quote and quote either if your narrative is you have to demonize them so you get these illiterate mm. the molanas mol- yeah, yeah, yeah. that they are not even molanas i mean they are just people they mm. pick up and if you have if it's the other side for example who have to get a representative it's usually people like jawed akhtar ja, exactly. who is yeah. a self described atheist yeah and and, and who are on the speed dial of all the reporters and they'll yeah. come absolutely i mean you see the opet pages of newspapers is the same people uh, since i have i mean started reading i've seen the same people writing mm. there's never a fresh voice same on tv i Everywhere. mean yours truly has sat 
on the times now panel and given you gyan on how the government should fight the economic slowdown that will be <laughs> out of the pandemic there was me there was dr anand ranganathan they were all of us economists you know because we, we they had a number and we had nothing to do i went and payload gyan that i listened to on npr planet money and i got 5000 rupees for it which by the way came into news laundry to fund um i think totally from my appearances on times now got some 66000 bucks and that funded about probably uh, subscriptions for about 5000 people for a month or so i guess in fact that caravan pieces precisely like shows this cuz there's a meeting where his offers been rejected his ideas have been rejected and then he's outside and there's a you know a uh, bite that he's giving to the media the media person asking him ki kya decide hua and he's like humne decide kara hai ki hum yahan se nahi move karenge hum bhi but hum to nahi aap aapka reject hua idea wahan pe while we are recording this prakash singh badal the former chief minister of punjab and the akali dal the grand old man of the akali dal has returned his padma vibhushan award as a protest for what's happening to the farmers so clearly now will they'll start the award wapsi that thing award wapsi yeah. gang aa gaye but now up the award wapsi pehle aapki team ka tha he was your closest ally <laughs> so i mean of I course i just wanted to add ha huh? yeah sure so, go ahead no i just wanted to add that with its whether it's regard to the media or whether it's regard to the government one thing that they they, they are very very angry about is uh, one of course the bills itself but the other aspect is how the framing the framing of the narrative by the center the media and the politicians around the necessity for these laws like the center has constantly whether it's the prime minister or the uh, agriculture minister has constantly been saying that this is a pro farmer bill it may or may not be which is a different discussion but the center's press statements including parts of the media and some of the politicians who've been uh, stating that this is a pro farmer bill and they are extremely upset with this so one of the things that even rajiwal says in our interview is that we never asked for any sort of benefits we didn't ask for a bill so why is this being uh, pushed as something for mm. us he's saying call it what it is call it something as a pro corporate bill co- corporate law and then we can take the discussion forward so this narrativization is also something that they're extremely extremely angry about and they feel that they're being talked down to because a lot of the times like i recently also saw that the prime minister had said that they're protesting because they don't understand Brahme. how good the uh, hmm. uh, law is for them because and they haven't studied they haven't studied yeah. entire political science they did not <laughs> use a digital camera before one was invented they yeah. did not use radar in a cloudy night and managed to outwit aircraft they haven't done all these scientific things so they don't understand you see the farmers yeah, are not and essentially what the government is saying you don't understand it because we speak different languages and not i don't mean literal languages but the way of engaging with politics or governance is different so you don't understand governance just uh, take this as something that's good for you and this is not something that they are willing to do because firstly they are offended by it and secondly they actually can speak that language they are educated and they do know how to engage with uh, politicians in their own language in fact i think this is a very important point because whatever i have been reading at the indian express and i follow harish damodaran's bylines uh, it is true that not all bills there's just one bill which is the farmers produce trade and commerce act which is problematic which is what the bone of contention is the other two bills are not really like terrible I mean that's a separate discussion all but the point here is that I think this is also about farmers losing their importance as a force as mm. a political force and laws being enacted without consultation that you are not consulting us for something that will affect us uh, talk about digital media yeah. the, the laws that have been 
prescribed so this isn't so also good bad laws is of course can be discussed and there are different views to it but the bulldozing is what seems to have upset people quite a bit this is very disingenuous also to say that farmers don't understand laws because they aren't educated whatever this isn't even a question of education you know this is a law you have been working all your life on that farm you know how it's going to affect you yeah. you know how it's going to decide the rates of fertilizer of your machinery of of the labor input of the mandi you know all that so you don't need a lecture on it and explainer the, to make you understand there is there is no substitute to experience and those of us who have witnessed whenever i do an interview for any job i ask a person to list the following experience intelligence hard work being organized in order of importance all the youngsters list experiences last whereas in life it is the number one most important thing to negotiate any situation and you know this whole thing of talking down was something that was actually uh, i've mentioned it before on the hafta when i was traveling the northeast when they said that it should be local self governance the, the funds should not be tied funds like you know funds are tied to schemes so in many of these small towns in the northeast you know arunachal nagaland we used to get that we want a cinema here a theater here and this is in a, in parts where there is not they're not that prosperous you know you don't see the kind of up bihar poverty there but it's still pretty hard i mean there are parts of the northeast which are really really been left behind and typically someone sitting in the center the planning commission and all will not say okay now we will outlay this much to build cinemas or marriage halls or something in the village they will you know they will have some fairly drain i mean that will be way down the in the importance list but there it is because this is because it's a large towns you know kohima or uh, tawang or dirang all these places have something so our youth go there and because the roads aren't that good and you know the northeast is it's still like the forests and and the roads the amount of people who die of accidents on the road coming back because the mist is so heavy they said we will save so many of our youth if you could just put up something they can entertain themselves here they can play the guitar because there's a lot of music there now this is not something someone sitting in delhi would prioritize we will always prioritize pehle wahan naliyan banao phir wahan infrastructure banao pehle no one will say wahan ek hall bana do taki entertain ho jaye log but wahan this was a theme that it was amazing the amount of small villages and towns that actually said the same thing that if we just had a place that we keep our youngsters here so they don't go anywhere and really kill themselves are coming back because they come they coming back drunk and all that i also think that to cover such a protest it also seems important to understand where they're coming from emotionally because it's this erasure of trust and fear like a lot of people are questioning and saying that it's not that they're saying they will remove msp it's not that they're saying they will remove apmc mandis they're just saying that there'll be an alternate model so what really is the problem but the problem is that there is a complete lack of trust on the system they're saying that you don't understand the relationship it may not be a foolproof system but you don't understand the relationship that we do share with the middleman it's not just a very official relationship they help us transport the produce sometimes they help us clean the produce they help us take it to the market and what happens to all that like oh, are we going to now have to do all of that and what's going to happen to that relationship that we share with them so it's it's a very deep rooted uh, fear of uh, the system slowly taking away their relationships the way they engage so it's not just about uh, removing the mandi or uh, saying that legalize msp for no reason at all and then when you have this fear already and then you see the government's reaction where your malvias of the world are maligning you on twitter saying you know putting out manipulated videos you see your media calling you khalistani you're being dubbed a terrorist so 
I mean that aggravates the whole situation. It's sure. not like yeah. the government is saying, okay, you are scared about this, this, this. Let's sit down. Let us put our position to you. You put your position to us. You're holding gaddas, gaddas ki wo ana pay. You're hosing them with water cannon, mm. hitting old men. I mean, there's no yeah. reason for them to trust you. And they're even saying they're even saying that you have a Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice who's now in Rajya Sabha. So how are we even supposed to right. take it? Take Every institution. There's been an institutional takeover. At, you know, and this is a this uh, point about trust. What Nidhi said, and you also pointed out in the context of the Northeast. This is one thing that is never captured by policymakers who are usually in Delhi. For example, back home, our sort of apple trade it's entirely dependent on trust. This is the season. I mean, it just ended September to November season. You sell all your apple in Mandi, Sopur, Delhi, everywhere else. You don't get money. You'll get money in say March, April, most of it. And most of those people, they're from say Bengal or somewhere in Dharadun or somewhere else. You don't even know them. They just come. They take the money. But you trust and you get the money later. So this mm. is not a middleman who you can go to tomorrow and right. locate and everything. This and is I, all based on trust. And I think trust. people would rather trust them than any large corporate house or a government shop even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. you also lose you also lose negotiation power. Like there's a certain language and communication system in which they've been negotiating. Hmm. They're saying how do we like we don't have the negotiation power to negotiate with a corporate. Like what if they start using jargons in a different And and and, and at least from that interview of the gentleman who you also interviewed what happened mm-hmm. in the niti ayog meeting it is clear that all these corporate houses when they come and they deal with them they don't deal with them as equals in any case yeah yeah so yeah. you were saying something i know i mean uh, as niti said i mean they prefer their own middlemen they uh, to you know uh, to two middlemen uh, in this corporate adani uh, and ambani uh, so so they prefer their own middlemen besides that they 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 feel that if if uh, you know this if they corporatize the entire thing all corporate groups you know they they have a scheme they have huge budget for 3 3 years or 4 years and they do not mind you know going into losses the idea is to monopolize these two corporate groups are going to monopolize everything so so that is why there is a huge lack of trust and rather than the narrative being about removing the middleman because uh, See, if the middleman becomes a part of the organization through backward integration, those of you who've done MBAs and are economic students would know what backward forward integration is. But those of you who aren't would know that reliance is their entire economic philosophy has in backward integration. So they make polymers. So what polymers are an outcome of the oil business. So then let's just make an oil refinery. So you backward integrate into that, or you forward integrate, okay, into petrol pumps. Then from that into so from you know setting up a nature's basket so when you integrate the middleman into your corporation you haven't done away with the middleman mm. he has just become a part of your corporation but he still mm. exists he exists and the margins will still be there it's just that he's not a separate entity so he now he's won't won't be called a middleman and worse still he'll have more power now that he is exactly because part so, of a big corporation yeah. so this i think uh, this is a myth which many economists have bust in you know various papers that this removal of middleman is very context specific if it is a part of a backward integration of a business then you haven't removed the middleman you have integrated him into your team and into your entity so it's it's uh, yeah it's it's a little more complicated I mean, it than the simplicity depends on where this thing lies where the power lies say back home like i said in the apple trade so you have a farmer or you have a grower who will go to the mandi and sell it to 
what we call commissioning agents. They are also farmers, but they are sort of bigger farmers. And then they sell it forward to Delhi or wherever. So this farmer and this commissioning agent most likely will be from the same village. They might be even related. They might be neighbors. So they have that trust. They know what is a suitable rate. They operate on that level. So it's not like there's this Sarkari official sitting in between. Right. He's the middleman and yeah. he's this crook. It's not always like that. So it's a it's context specific, like you said. Yeah, because one thing they're also very upset about is how the government has been misleading people. Like one is to say that it's a pro-farmer bill. And they also said that you're trying to project this as a one nation, one market system. But they say, I'm sorry, that was there from before itself. We already had a free movement of our produce across the country. So you can't say that now suddenly you're opening something up because you're not. And the one thing that they do know is the government at this point of time is definitely talking a lot more to corporates than to farmers. So you're saying you don't understand our fears. You're saying this is for us. While all this is, is a pro-corporate bill. Right. So uh, we shall do check out our explainer on this. Hopefully we'll have some more policy papers on this going forward. I just want to say that while we've been recording this, the news has also broken that Rajni Kant has said that he will announce a party on December 31st. And the party will be launched in January. Uh, after hemming New and hawing. Why are they not here, bichare reporters? No, after hemming and hawing for the longest time, because day before yesterday was supposed to launch it. And again, he waited and everybody waited. And it was like live wall-to-wall coverage on some channels. And then he said, I will decide later. So it was, I think he's kind of overplaying his hand. I generally don't believe he has anything of value to add to the political discourse of Tamil Nadu. I don't know what his motivations are. I mean, I really... I have no idea of how effective he'll be. But I don't know whether he'll join um, Kamal Hassan or not either. How did his his thing work out? I mean, it hasn't had much of a... From what Kamal I have Hassan's. read. Uh, no, not, not no, this thing. But then Radnikanth is more of a Masi guy. So oh. he may have Radnikanth more... Radnikanth is more like a Jalalita or... Yeah, he could take that one Dravidian leader that is now lacking there. He could maybe fill like that stalwart like... Karnanidhi and Jalilta types. The forum is called the Rajni Makkar Mandram, but the political party, I don't know what that will be called. So anyway, we are yet to see. Uh, New you Year have party. Any, you have any you, uh, views on this, uh, Nidhi? I don't think I can comment on it, no. Okay, fine. So, well, all the North Indians have commented freely. <laughs> the one closer to Tamil Nadu has decided... But that's good. That's good. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, maybe next week we'll talk about this. No, not next week. We'll talk about this in Jan when he launches it. The other thing that I really wanted to discuss, we have you know a bunch of things, but I think this is a very important one. How many saw this guy's um, speech here? The UN chief, Antonio, what's his surname? Guterres. Guterres. I didn't, but I read it after you uh, spoke about it and it's quite... But is it... Why are you... Uh, impressed by it is it like the first time someone's so harshly spoken about climate change at un or well i was just because i think one is because the kind of coverage it got on international channels Hmm. and i guess i get influenced by them saying it's a big deal so i'm saying it's a big deal maybe i have no real reason to say it's a big (laughs) deal but some of the data points like for example i didn't know that between russia usa china and india 55 percent of greenhouse gases are just four of us yeah with China being 28%, we being 7%, USA being 15%, and Russia being 5%. And the rest of the world is 45%. Now, we have not signed on that we are going to commit by 2050, reduce. But China apparently has committed to some 2060 or 2050. But basically, I think also in context, they were showing two news pieces together. One is his, 
and some report has come out recently of some scientists of some scientists saying that i think this year the global warming has been a little less although the last 10 years it's been significant and if we can continue to kind of take it down really we can yeah i mean definitely it would have something to do with lockdown i guess because yeah, the course, air I'm travel sure. shutting factories shutting i'm sure it would have a lot to do with and lockdown and india mein to kitna drastic bhi shut down there was a report i read some time ago saying that if we don't take action right now hmm. in another 10 years will be beyond the tipping point so yeah. there's no way back from then there then you can't come back from and that. thankfully i mean this became a huge issue during the primary contest mm. in the US when the democratic presidential this thing was happening primary was happening and they were talking about this green new deal fixing the environment all that but once bernie went out of the race so it all fell out because the people who have come to power now are on the same like fossil fuel fracking bandwagon so i don't really have much hope that there's anything is going to happen but i mean i i still think that this bolsonaro apparently in his tenure the amazon the, the biggest part of the amazon rainforest in brazil it's some 4000 Def- deforest yeah in 12 years most deforestation most has happened, happened this in this year because he's like defunded all the agencies that actually fine any and to increase like america is such a huge country and they are so efficient at everything i've always wondered why can't they just create a huge forest in all these lands that they have yeah like but it isn't just about creating the forest i mean if you continue to burn fossil fuels you continue to do fracking you continue to like not arrest climate change through other ways hmm. you don't control emissions i mean just planting forests isn't a solution it's a good thing to do but it's not a solution to climate change right. and plus there's a lot of money in it i mean in doing it and in not doing it also i mean because they're cutting down the amazon forest because they're growing soya and all the other commercial crops same way they're like fracking and fossil fuel they don't want to ease them out because there's a huge a lot of money in it a lot of big corporations make a lot of money and they donate to politicians and stuff so it's a kind of a vicious circle okay so um two things i quickly want to talk about before i move on to the letters and we have as you've noticed since last year haftas kept the letters at the end because some of our subscribers said we should keep letters as part of the hafta some of you said that you don't want letters as part of the hafta so as a compromise they are at the end and because now our podcast player allows you to skip subjects and only go to the subject you want if you don't like the letter sub bit you can just skip that bit so uh, so before i come to that i wanted to discuss two things very quickly one is the entire twitter's tagging noteworthy as amit malviya who is the it head right of of the bjp mm. it cell head bjp yeah. social media is it social media or it cell which is information technology information so technology. overall it cell okay Uh, the head of that one of his tweets has been marked as manipulated media hmm. uh, trump to now his twitter timeline only is tagged <laughs> there is no normal tweet on his twitter timeline mm-hmm. uh, what effect that will have on you know the relationship between the government and twitter is will be interesting to see and the second thing i want to quickly talk about is the vaccine and i've been asking this every week who all are taking the vaccine who all are not so i'm going to repeat that but first about the twitter first tell us what exactly the mamla is manisha and then we can get the panel's comments on that the mamla is that um, he's tweeted a video which shows that the police hasn't hit this gentleman but it's an edited video and that gentleman in later videos has talked about you know he's shown his bruises and all that and it's a very it's a viral picture actually yeah. that went and alt news and all pointed out that the video that he's showing is edited which shows that the police's baton didn't touch the guy but that was edited and so uh he got this manipulated media tagged to his tweet and he's the first indian politician to get that before that twitter has been pretty twitter facebook i mean all these tech giants are very careful in india to not 
ruffle the feathers of the BJP. So, what do you think it is? You think Twitter's like grown a spine or they've said okay let's just have it out because we are too important they can't possibly shut us down also i'd like to know the process of deciding this you know we're going to accord this tweet manipulated media tag how, there should be transparency on how they came to a decision on this and what is the process because there is a lot of manipulated media all over the internet so how are they going to decide and you know what are the ways in which they come to a decision on this is something i'd like to know otherwise then it's a tricky thing to do i think i think it's a it's a really big problem they shouldn't be doing this i mean as important as it is to curb disinformation and all that lies and everything people like corporations like twitter and facebook they shouldn't have the power to censor sh- speech like that and or decide what is allowed and what isn't i mean they have been tagging trump non-stop they just started with amit malviya he has been doing lot worse before that they haven't done it i mean i'm sure they won't ever do the same thing to modi mm-hmm. ever yeah there is bound to be because there's no clear transparent system in place yeah and th- like this, this is not just how that i mean a lot of i have seen some a lot of these uh, socialist left accounts and websites on the this thing they have taken down and they have been like almost purged the all the pro palestinian these websites and this thing on flimsy grounds they just in uh, uk also these leftists they have purged out of facebook and this thing twitter so once you give them that par and they'll all, always use it in 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 support of par they'll always use it on the side of par they're never going to stand up for the common man hmm what do you think hmm. sir don't you think it is really too late i mean twitter reacting to ah, i mean we too. have been seeing these <laughs> we, we so often we see these uh, you know the the fake news spread by these politicians so many of them i don't know why why they have reacted now so much could be a manipulated media when it comes to a video na because video editing happens i mean even they can tag news and say manipulated video it's not the original whatever so hmm. i mean i yeah i'm also a bit I mean, underconfident about this what do you think nidhi yeah i mean i think it's like what mehraj said that it's impossible to uh, really surf through everything and uh, see who and it becomes relative right who's offending whom and there should be some sort of clear guidelines on this otherwise it doesn't seem to make sense to flag one person and one day hmm it's a matter of accountability i mean a faceless facebook official shouldn't have the power to decide what you are saying whether it he should tag it or not tag it i i i mean i don't have such a firm position i guess it will evolve over time but i definitely am more leaned more towards that they have to tag stuff in fact i have uh, often suggested this as one of the solutions to fighting fake news and all these conferences and seminars that i used to attend that i used to be invited to and fly all over the world which has just come to a standstill uh, but one of the solutions was that you have like a red flag against a habitual offender of fake news so that when i share like a news laundry piece people know that this is like got three green flags this is a there's a credibility now who will there those green flags that will be given by a whatsapp or a facebook or a twitter only na and let's say in open india they should have three red flags because you know in like one month they'll come with at least three fake news if not more so according to me that is a solution now that power will be with humans i don't think you can give it to a machine and those humans have to be trained and you have to come to like an ag mark or an isi mark you know what food is worthy of eating is also we give someone the power to decide na now understood that there are corporations and large interests and there are large companies you know who can influence that why it's taken so long for you know mcdonald's to be called out for the, how unhealthy the food is so now they have to have a calorie count you have to have a sugar that has coke apparently you now has to put in some countries that this is excessive sugar content and stuff 
but what is worthy to consume because it damages you we did give the power to governments well that that's and, the difference and, and and institutions i understand governments are accountable they can be voted in and out but they were organizations which are anonymous organizations like a government does not day to day run you know whatever is the regulatory body that decides now in today's day and age i would say in many parts of the world a corporation or a government is as credible as the other at least in india in india if if if, if we we get money from let's say omidyar network okay we don't get as a regular that was an investment but till date i have not got a call from any omidyar network saying that drop this story or don't do this right but if i get money from the modi government i can assure you i will get that call so a i am not one to blindly say that you know governments are more trustworthy but anyway that's a separate issue someone has to have that power now who has that power and how you evolve it and what is the mechanism around deciding what is to be flagged and what is not i think is going to be something that we'll have to invent as we go along and social media and evolutionary process is a very recent thing but i am definitely not in favor and i'm not saying take it down but mark it ki bhai dekho wo ye ye banda dangerous hai but then there's also like a dangerous line between what are not facts and what are offensive right absolutely like, no so so what i'm saying is that line is going to be negotiated there will be but I definitely don't think conversation has to happen. Yeah, I don't think it can be that let anything go. Like if I set up a this thing today, he's saying that, "Bhai, we have to kill, you know, all Sikhs because they are basically come from some Satanist cult and they are pedophiles and they are doing this." What you know, the QAnon does. I think it has to be. I mean, Steve Bannon should have been taken off Twitter, and I'm glad he was. Yes, I mean there has to be. Calls for a discussion on like having clear legislation on hate speech laws. to define hate speech itself what counts as offensive legally i think essentially what you're saying is here that you need twitter to do an editorial job twitter and facebook basically what journalists do that you it's not journalists everything everything that is factual journalists aren't the sole arbiters of what is truth we can't just say we are humble sami hai no no i'm not saying that but i'm saying the work required of them is that hygiene ki this is absolutely. misinformation I mean, that, that that is important no no what i'm saying is i mean it is absolutely necessary that this poison is contained it's tackled what i'm saying is that it should have democratic accountability people who decide yeah. we are taking this down we are regulating this we should know who those people are we, they should have like for example in the government's case if you have a food regulator at least on paper there's a certain law under which they exist operate and they are accountable at the most even if modi government is whatever it is there is at least a chance that you can vote it out i mean that looks unlikely but you can vote it out there is accountability there that is not the same with say the omidyar people right even if they don't interfere now but on principle they shouldn't have that power whoever has this power whoever we give this to this power to should be democratically accountable there should be transparency in that and that can only happen when you take that power away from those corporations i mean they have to be part of the process yes but it shouldn't be like entirely up to them i mean yeah, i get what you're saying and i think that is a conversation maybe we should have a series on this because this is a policy that is written but nidhi about about abiding mm. by laws that mm. can't work because laws are different in different countries so twitter will be called out by the more liberal countries if in a country where for example homosexuality is illegal 
companies traverse the world and everybody is aware of what's happening in different parts mm. so if it was to say i will go by the laws of india that in india if a same sex couple gets married they have broken the law something should be done about it and they let it be up the bloody americans will say what the hell this twitter where are your principles how can you allow this to eat in india mm. you know it becomes yeah. it can't be law because the laws are different the world over they have to be certain basic principles of a corporation that is you know striding all across the world in different countries and that these are our laws now if these don't work for you fuck off and then you explain to your people that we won't allow twitter here so then i think what would be interesting for them to do is also just start flagging fake news like like for someone like amit malviya he puts out enough fake news that if you just start flagging that it will expose him in a way that you start realizing who he's targeting and then his opinion and who he is trying to offend becomes very clear so i feel that might work better than tagging up uh, twitter's but that's what the problem becomes right if it's like for example the when trump started the they started flagging these tweets only because trump was putting out a lot of fake news mm. and there were demands to take him off twitter they couldn't dare to do that because he's the president of the most powerful country in the world world right and also has 80 million followers <laughs> exactly so they ultimately they have to look at their bottom line so they couldn't afford to do that they worked out this compromise right So, anything else on that before I move on to the letters, uh, Raman sir, Nidhi, you have anything to add? No, I think everything is set. Okay, so please keep your recommendations handy. I have a few emails, and I would repeat: those of you who are listening to this for free and are students or are currently unemployed and don't have a source of income, I hope you keep continuing to get it for free. And someone slimily hacks into it and sends you the password, and I will not grudge anyone that. But if you are earning, If you can afford three hundred rupees a month, which is not a lot of money, uh, that's less than a packet of cigarettes, which you shouldn't smoke in COVID times. In any case, uh, it's probably less than a beer. I'm guessing I'm not a beer drinker. Lippy is shaking her head. Uh, I'm guessing she disagrees. But it's not that much to support journalism, and our reporters do a fantastic job. They go out there. We have a new NL Sena project up. We want to investigate the whole Love Jihad law. what brought it about what is the political significance of it who it will target and who will it benefit so we will have a series of reports a podcast and a video explainer around it so that's a new nlsena project please go to newslaundry.com click on the nlsena button on the top and contribute to that project or just become a regular subscriber because if you've been whining about the media that it's this it's that it's this and it's that because the model is flawed and it's broken just like a planet is broken so if you can fix it it'll just take you a couple of clicks and very little money and uh, then at least you are doing something to fix the media ecosystem otherwise you can keep whining and peter your head and say hi 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 mmr jam and peter your chhati and since most people are like that you decide which side of the fence you sit on are you the constant whiners who do fuck all or are you the ones who actually step up and do something on that polite note uh, these are the emails this one is from somraj Somraj says this is my first mail since subscribing there are two things i'd like to mention in hafta 299 you discussed the omission of mesut ozil from the arsenal squad and it was related to ozil's comment about the ugir 
Uyghur, how do you pronounce this by the way? Uyghur. Uyghur, okay. Oh, so the U is pronounced as V. Mm. I've been pronouncing it wrong all this time. No one corrected me. Shameless people. Uyghur Muslims. I follow Arsenal and I would like to say that his omission is due to his denial to accept the pay cut as proposed by the club. In fact, Ozil commented on the Uyghurs in December 29, uh, 2019. But he continued to play until the lockdown was imposed in UK, which is early March 2020. Only after the Premier League resumed and due to his refusal to accept the pay cut has he been reprimanded and the said action was taken. Morave's attitude in training has been a concern since 2018. He has had run-ins in the past with the coach as well. Ozil is also a supporter of Erdogan, who is a controversial figure. We need to stop relating everything to religion outright and think of other aspects as well. This is the major mindset change that the BJP has achieved in the past six years. Okay, uh, and then second, almost every week there is a clamor from the lot of subscribers to bring people from the right-wing ideology to the hafta. And Somraj has said that we don't have to pander because many of these people uh, don't really add anything to the conversation and it's a waste of time and the opinions are not anything significant that actually add to the conversation. So uh, he'd rather that we don't get that just to check a box and just continue with people who bring something on the table. About the Ozil thing, I think uh, I was the one who pointed it out. But we weren't saying that he was dropped because of his comments. Hmm. We're saying the reaction to it and... in contrast to reaction per people like for example these days when uh, kopernik when he took the knee mm, yeah. in sport of his career like, went is now everybody even football in england everywhere else they're taking the knee because the mood has changed right but this is still taboo you can't still talk about china mm. because then you'll get a pushback so that was the discussion not that he was dropped because of that yeah, although that actually, new york I'm, times piece i recommended mm. that suggested that He this also had that. to do something about it okay. if yeah. not like entirely. because yeah somraj actually i didn't want to say that because i didn't remember and my memory is often foggy so because uh, even in my recollection we did not say that he was dropped from the team because of that we just said that the pushback he got was significant because of some of these positions but besides he hasn't been playing very well for a while now and he's had run-ins with the coaches yeah i, I mean he's as they say he's one of those luxury players no right. modern football team can afford apparently <laughs> but which is like stupid because there's always messy we have a non subscriber letter which has been included by lippy because i guess she's feeling very generous towards non subscribers i'm sure she'll get a subscription for raghavendra since she has added her his email which we shall deduct from our wonderful producer lippy's paycheck <laughs> because she has included a non subscribers letter so lippy since it's on the document i'll read it but now that i've read it and our rule says that he has to be a subscriber If he doesn't subscribe, you're subscribing for him. <laughs> uh, so he says your commentary on the Jali Cut movie was misinformed and off the mark. The person who was supposed to report to you on it, Miss Jeshri, was also off the mark on her interpretation of Kangana's tweet. Well, in all fairness, she was just trying to interpret Kangana's tweet, and interpreting anything of Kangana is is not an easy thing to do. And at the risk of being, and I told you so, and I'm sure many people did. I said something about Kangana years ago. I was right. I said something about Yoya years ago. <laughs> I was right. Just watch this space. Uh, Kangana was congratulating the Jali Cut to team for making it to the Oscar nomination, and what she was referring to as the movie mafia was the mo- Hindi movie mafia, which was not favoring non-Hindi cinema and was no, not. No, no. I think you're giving her too much importance. This letter, I, importance, nay, matlab too much credibility. Credibility. I don't think she thinks like that. Ki Hindi imposition hai. That's why Her that mafia. Her stance is basically the Indian cinema shouldn't be compromised solely by Hindi. and there's still being movies being made in other languages as well and i think sh- and and jashree misread this and jalikattu was a stellar movie it was refreshing and was so far from passes around actually i'm trying to see it and we can interview and we can review it on awful and awesome 
and then he says guys people listen to this podcast to get informed and when you make such way of misinterpretations it leaves a bad impression i knew the movie and the narrative around it so i was able to catch it if not i would have started hating kangana well see a raghavendra you should not hate or love anyone because we are saying it and i say this no matter who says what you have to get your enough information and sources and make up your own mind now i don't hate kangana but i've always disliked her and had very little respect for her even when she was the flavor of the season so it has nothing to do with her jelly cut to tweet at the same time i'm not sure whose interpretation is accurate but i would love to see the film and make up my own mind about jelly cut and you need not hate kangra in fact i would say you must go watch her films because she is an actor of different level but she is completely off in the head so watch her for the entertainment don't watch her for making any opinion and she is not important to you and my life to love or hate matlab asi kedi saadi kudi utte kar vyah karani hai <laughs> this annu ki bhai i understood that though i don't understand punjabi yeah it's not like i have to get my daughter married to her son so who gives a fuck you know they can do what the fuck they want then ankit gupta says hi all i want to know the status of media ownership nl sena project as a contributor i expect some transparency in this respect at least you can tell the subscribers what the issue is and where it stuck it looks like on the government schemes it was launched with great who halla nothing came of it ankit well ankit actually no uh, raman sir can tell you a little more but it is stuck because we migrated the website you know we got the new design and uh, so we've already done the entire the information and the the cap table who owns how much for how many media houses now five i no, think right we have uh, we, they are going to be around 10 to 15 of them no already the ones that have been finished are like 5 6 five, five, five we have been finished, finished with the with the write ups the thing is for uh, we are just waiting for it is a tech problem from our side we are ready to release one every week yeah so i'll just tell ankit what the problem is actually the most of the content is done you know as we got into and as you see when they are unveiled some mm. of the media houses where we've done the ownership structure it mm. is like a company owns let's say media house x so mm. company y owns x then five people own company y and out of these five people let's call them pcrf now mr r also owns the company directly through another company q and that company q is partly held by someone else called t who also owns it so you know when the map was made it was so complicated i said that we can't have this as a like the artists can't be making this for as a stand alone graphic because each time there's a change in ownership let we'll have to redo the whole thing and it's really complicated and it has and it can't be so small because finally the the design that came to us because company me company me company me company itna chhota ho gaya tha font kuch main dikhai nahi de raha tha so we're getting a template made so we're getting a template made so there'll be a tech hack so when you like hover on it that window will pop up so you can see like these are the 10 people who own that company so that's the reason it's got delayed and because when we migrated the site right we just trying to get the stability of the site we're trying to get the podcast player and then that who owns your media page is going to be a separate like back end and front end solution that's why so i'm sorry it's taken so long but it will be up but it has to be up in a sustainable way so that if someone sells a share pata chala we have to redo that whole graphic and it will just drive us a little mad in fact on our like the sheet we keep for all our stories that are pending that we're doing it's on top there so it's just marked whenever tag gets sorted it'll be up right then this email is from avikshit That's an interesting name. Never heard that before. Avikshit says, "I've just subscribed to News Laundry for a year via a YouTube link. I have a question regarding News Laundry's policies and stance. While I support the good work you're doing, the moral reporters must ask harder questions. I'm sure 
you write reporters of news laundry must be more familiar than i am with the five filters of manufacturing consent first and foremost is the idea of profit orientation as an example no one from the bpl family will will spend 300 rupees a month for a news laundry subscription when most of your subscribers are middle or upper class upper middle class why should subscribers believe that the organization will also serve the interests of those who can't pay what about those who don't have access to the internet what are the reasons that they should trust news laundry to safeguard the democratic interests and he says more content on news laundry hindi if you please uh, i apologize for any harsh words or snobbery i wish you may find time and resources to do good reporting and then hopefully some time to answer my query so no uh, avikshit no uh, offense at all what you have said has actually been i guess you're a new subscriber discussed on several haftas uh, so i wish i had the number of hafta where we discussed this in more details to just rattle off but let me just quickly say you're right this is a flaw in the model and i have not said and none of our position is that this is the perfect model but it is better than the model that exists now and i believe if one can f- leave a situation better than you found it you can do a lot more than finding the perfect solution yes uh, the reason that most of our reporting is around delhi and metros is because most of our audience is in that and my reporters aren't you know stationed in khushiarpur or rampur mandi or any other the 6 lakh villages around the country and you're absolutely right but i do believe our model is more robust than that led by advertising no we also end up covering hoshiarpur no we do but i, I guess when, when the farmers are visiting here non nidhi is virtually covering those people who are stay, who stay in those areas plus not all of our what we put up is behind the paywall it's only a very limited amount of that that's behind the paywall rest of it is free for everybody i mean the ground reports we have been doing about the farmer protests the videos they're all free f- If I could just recommend, just have a look at. I've done an interview with Avlok on Scoopoop on the whole model. I've discussed in a little more detail. You'll understand why. I mean, how how the media industry works. So the internet right now is the best thing that's happened to it, and it'll just make it better and better. And just so you know that if one was to go direct to you know home, I'll need about a hundred to three hundred crores a year, depending on the scale of my operation, to run a television channel. how will i get 100 to 300 crores not through subscribers they just are right now contributing 20 25 lakhs a month whereas our expenses are more than that they about 30 35 lakhs a month who will i depend on i'll depend on mr modi who will give me the license mr modi who will give me the ads mr ambani so you really think that model is mr. better mr modi to is tend to cancel our lessons so it's, yeah, it's also related to this i have been thinking a little about this i mean i know this is currently the best model i mean you don't take ads but suppose i mean this is kind of a moral problem suppose there is this small business and he wants to advertise but he doesn't want to be associated with any of the like the rabbit these things so he comes to news laundry and he says i want to advertise you because i trust you i want your my product to go to the people who are your audiences so if you turn him down isn't that a moral kind of a problem on doing a disservice to them ah uh, take good advertisers on you mean like no i'm saying it's a kind it's of a, but then you where do you draw the line i've actually thought of this and i've also discussed it with chitranshu and the solution that i had thought of one is that one wouldn't do it in the initial days because if you product your if you position your product as an ad free product it should be ad free like i do believe that many of these other websites that are doing a fantastic job i think the reporting is great i think newsman is reporting is great and they've also got a subscriber model i think if you're asking for subscription your website should be completely clean because when people see ads 
they are less likely to contribute even if those ads are morally and otherwise upright i think positioning your product is the first problem so you'll sacrifice that and if you can't position your product as a clean ad free product that cannot be your main source i mean th- that's one problem the second thing that i had said is that we should have a on one page and we will i mean after the whole who owns your media page is done so just so you know this is a page we're working on quarter on quarter you'll see how much we have spent and how much we have made and la- that shortfall since subscribers are not topping it up we will say these are the five people who have given us offered for a banner ad who should we give it to and let the subscribers decide and we have let the subscribers decide one thing in the past where we had put up a poll should we take anonymous pieces or not because i was completely against taking anonymous pieces it doesn't matter who they're coming from and um, there were some people in office who were in favor that as long as the editors know and then you put it out to vote for subscribers and subscribers voted in favor of it so i was overruled at that time so i mean that is a solution that we're thinking of this is too no, much democracy it's just like that one of those small problems <laughs> yeah, that yeah. just came up no but like okay no but asking people which advertiser should you take is also quite yeah so bit yeah, i mean who draws the line and where what is an ethical because suppose mukesh bhai says mukesh bhai says all my employees have to become subscribers of news laundry and all of you have to vote that you have to take a reliance ad <laughs> also how do you check whether someone i mean small business you i can trust okay someone you know so uh, your friend comes and you vouch for them but how do you check a small business really that's also another that's, that's a i mean it's I, not, i'll just give you an example so vedanta i mean a lot of good journalists who i have read who i respect they did good reporting like say in chatisgarh and elsewhere and how vedanta i mean practically has blood on their hands and then they happily went and accepted say for example the ramnath goenka award which is sponsored by vedanta sponsored mm. by vedanta yes i thought it's it the memorial was, i don't know that, the latest okay. one but it used to be so what mm. do you do mm. you take the money yeah always take the money when it comes to for journalists like i think journalists should yeah award so money take it so you were saying <laughs> take the money and do what you want jo kejriwal ne bola tha voters ko aap paise le lo lekin vote vote se karo jisko karna So keep your conscience clear, but take the money. <laughs> It has to be our call. We have to do our due diligence, and then we need to opt for these people, uh, whether we want them to be part of us or not. And then we need to be transparent about it. So if anybody has a question, anybody has an objection, they should they can raise those objections, and we should be able to meet those, uh, respond to those objections. So the, I I don't think. too much democratization is also i mean it it may you know make it a khichdi or we can just let yogendra yadav tell us <laughs> but okay itna bhi bura nahi hai i mean we really trash him today okay maybe we're a little too unfair i mean i i agree with you i think i think he's a very sweet guy i i i will repeat actually one should just put it out there because someone on twitter Now also you're said saying he's a very sweet guy itna sab kuch bol bolne ke baad no but the kind of pieces it's been writing lately they're like really bizarre i mean that those are really i mean but that's about his work and that's like really trash the couple of pieces he wrote about oasc and muslims and all that recently. you know let me just say and this i just saw a film called hillbilly elegy uh, which i'll also recommend i mean people are not black or white and i think that film does it so well especially a parent you know who can be so destructive and horrible to your child at the same time being so wonderful to your child you know it's i i think it's a must watch film but so why i say that is that even people who have a very good moral kind of compass and are saying the right thing vanity is can afflict them as well like you know 
many of not many kya probably all of of um, uh, who wrote uh, tess and far from the madding crowd and thomas hardy thomas hardy i mean all his heroines were just too vain how no matter how wonderful they were and i think yogendra yadav has the thomas hardy heroine weakness he vanity is just takes over even he, i mean some of the greatest leaders like you uh, started the conversation with let me say he's nice and ended it with saying he has a thomas hardy heroine complex no, no i'm just saying that he is wonderful in a lot of other ways but vanity gets the better of us vanity i mean it's even true of mahatma gandhi it's true of uh, martin luther king actually that's one thing I mean, yeah. yeah vanity is something just, you should yeah, yeah. but really then again those people knew how to sort of exactly keep it within the limit and just do the work you need good counsel around you actually that can keep bringing you down and keep telling you you know for that you, you need a party and an organization if you are one man <laughs> no even party. even then that doesn't guarantee anything the only people who can come close enough to you to shit on you are if, if they're only peacocks and parrots then you ain't changing nothing you know no one else can shit on you so uh this email is vijay krishnan vijay this is a very long email so i won't read the whole thing but because today for some reason we haven't got so many mails which is quite nice because otherwise we get so many and i'm always stressed that how will i finish them vijay says protests are not meant to be convenient this has been part of many recent hafta conversations and you have real street cred with abhinandan's participation in the rti protests and the anna movement if you notice vijay always called the jan lokpal movement not the anna movement he was the mascot he wasn't the movement just saying but somehow this doesn't come through your conversation this week you had a better discussion on when the sc ruled on shaheen bag but in my opinion didn't go far enough i'm hoping to provoke that broader broader discussion which seems necessary for our times especially given the nature of party in power which in my reading seems not to understand our respect understand or respect differing views india may have a glorious history of street protest but there is no right to inconvenience other people with your protest if you call a hartar or block a road the state can legitimately punish you for inconveniencing your fellow citizens you could be perfectly peaceful grandmother asking for equal treatment regarding citizenship or drunken barati with a gun i don't see nuance in this and fwiw what does that mean for what it's worth for what it's worth <laughs> i don't think gandhi nehru jp were ignorant of this or that they thought it was unfair that they got chucked in jail for their acts of civil disobedience but they took satisfaction from the broad support from the general population listen to the media narrative at least it sounds like this distinction is lost that protests may have reasonable basis basis but when they cross a certain line the state does get to intervene and both are perfectly legitimate so you're saying both are right in what they're doing what is the goal of a protest to cause inconvenience or to demonstrate that people can be mobilized on your issue or to raise awareness about it among people who aren't directly affected but might empathize i think abhinandan has spoken about the way organizers ensure that there is broad understanding of this ultimate agenda it seems like these current leaderless protests don't have much of that of course there is the other side that if the state wants to clamp down protests it's on them to ensure that they provide real and effective grievance redressal within the bounds of the law and an actual consultative process neither of which are as good as they should be to me this is a good discussion to have because there's a necessary tension so to hear jayshree so easily declare that any harm that comes from protests are side effects and must be accepted is just silly and while she did get some pushback I wish it had been substantive rather than a glib acceptance of the right to protest trope and essentializing of jat lumpenness. PS this is satire and in Malayalam the movie that covers much of this ground is something called Narendra Makkan Jayakanthan Vaka. Please do watch it with subtitles for a takedown of protest culture. That is also a love letter of sorts. This has been part of many recent conversations. Kerala hartal is a thing there no apparently people are really fed up with it also like 
people just know. going on protests randomly and not working is Vijay my friends from there tell me that very articulate yeah uh, i think this is a discussion we should have next time we should give like 20 minutes to discussion of protests that good idea we'll come prepared vijay please put that we should discuss this in the next hafta with some sort of jayesh will also be there on that note does anyone have anything to add to any of the emails uh, any comments or responses nidhi raman manisha and miraj No, I mean we are. I was going to say something about this, but since we are going to discuss it yes, anyway we'll next week, it. so yeah, we'll leave it for that. All right. So um, I have a wonderful song today dedicated to everybody, and I think it give you an idea of why the pushback has been so intense uh, when the attack happened on the Punjabi protesters. But let's start with Nidhi. What recommendations you have to enrich the lives of our listeners? Uh, so I have two recommendations. One is Meghnaz and Explainer to the farm bills because I think it's important to understand that before speaking about the farm laws. And the other one I want to recommend is a book called Days and Nights of Love and War by a journalist Eduardo Galino, if I'm pronouncing his name right. It's a book written during the military regime in Uruguay. in 1970s and it's a sort of reporter's diary of sorts that he keeps while reporting and so through the book he's oscillating between telling us what he reported on and then his feelings and the relationship between him and the people he interviews and speaks to and it's a it's basically a memoir of the human condition during the military regime and i uh, as a young journalist really enjoyed reading it and also motivates me to keep that sort of diary thank you raman sir there's a picture netflix movie called module m o j u l module uh this is uh, based on a report you know which appeared in report uh, appeared in new york this is uh, on the isis uh, this is about the people you know who uh, lost their uh, loved ones to these isis guys so how they formed their group they were part of the army or or the police but then they made their own group called swat and how they try to you know eliminate ISIS one by one. It's a very good movie, and uh, I will also recommend my our coverage on the farmers. Uh, many more to come. Besides the reporter, I think uh, most probably will get a good report by Anu Maya Yadav, who has been dealing in you know with these people for for a very long time. So uh, so please look for our reports. Miraj, yes, please go through our coverage of the farmers' protests, the videos, the reports, and wonderful work Nidhi and Pasant have done. Uh, apart from that there are two things one is uh, a piece it's an old piece from 2012 it was published in uh, on the american conservative of all places it's called the revolt of the rich it explains what we were talking about giving power to corporations how they tend to take over the elite tend to take over the the societies and the disastrous consequences of that the other piece is recently it's a, a report in the kashmir wala it's about this neighborhood in srinagar which has been being terrorized by the army for the last couple of weeks after a uh, after an attack on the army and there is even allegations that some of the army offic- officers forced the people they were beating up to shout jai shri ram so these are the recommendations manisha so since punjab is the flavor of the past two weeks uh, one poem by one of one of my favorite poems by this guy called pash It's called सबसे खतरनाक and I'll read just a few lines from it. Says सबसे खतरनाक होता है मुर्दा शांति से भर जाना, तड़प का ना होना, सब सहन कर जाना, घर से निकलना काम पर और काम से लौटकर घर जाना. सबसे खतरनाक होता है हमारे सपनों का मर जाना. 
So he's this revolutionary poet who's written some really amazing poetry. This one's on Lalantop. I found a link on Lalantop where they've put the poem and explained a bit about it. Uh, a piece by Aman Sandhu in Mumbai Mirror that kind of looks at a bit of this question that we were talking about, that why are, why are the Punjabis so fearless and their history of resilience. I think there's still a little bit of romanticization around this. I mean, some of the scenes from the protest make me a bit uncomfortable. It reminds me of the whole macho jut kind of whatever, you know, like that guy standing with the water pipe. It's impressive, but that kind of aggression, I've, I've, I mean, I've done my college in Chandigarh and I don't have much liking for that. Uh, but anyway, it looks at that. I would be, I would like to read something a little more neutral though on this that looks at this notion of machoism, aggression and resilience in a more kind of a neutral way. But this is still an interesting piece. Uh, Harish Damodaran's piece uh, that explains the farmers' protests and what they want and what could be possibly negotiated. I think it's a very balanced, good piece. So you should read that. And I think Pratap Bhanu Mehta's column also really hit the nail on the head where he basically sums up, you know, the, the heart of the problem here, which is farmers' fears of losing their value as as people who will shape agriculture rather than people who will just be impacted by policy on agriculture. And of course, uh, don't forget to watch Nidhi's interaction with four farmers from the agitation. Please take nine minutes out of your time and watch uh, it till the end. They're really articulate and it really captures beautifully all the anger that people are facing against the media and also shatters stereotypes. So watch that. Okay, I have uh, two recommendations. Actually, three. One is my own piece, which I wrote about a year ago on the Golden Temple. Uh, do check it out, which talks about the equilibrium between having a sort of a sympathetic view of an outright terrorist while also the army that fought him. Which is like the best book to read if you want to read about Bindrawala and his kind of hold on people or... I would say read uh, Satish, Jacob and Mark Tully's uh, Amritsar, Mrs. Okay. Gandhi's Last Battle. Hmm. Uh, if you actually read that and General Brad's Operation Blue Start, like one after the other, that gives you the entire context of the Punjab problem, the build-up, and especially the urgency why she actually sent tanks in. I mean, she wasn't an idiot. She sent tanks in because Bindrawale had said, I think it was May, so what month was it when it happened? It was peak summer, April or May. When Operation Blue Star happened, it was basically... Ah, it, it was, mm, ah, so I think he had said on the 6th that all Sikhs from across the country get into your cars and come to Amritsar and mm -hmm. we will take Converge over. There. We will raise the Khalistan flag. So she had that deadline and people had started doing it. So she had to get him out before that. So many people said, why didn't she just cut off the water and electricity and force them out? It will be too late. By that time, hundreds and thousands of Sikhs would have... So then there would be the army with you know, bunch of terrorists inside, heavily armed, and people coming from all across. So she had to go in. It, I mean, it was like mm. she had painted herself into a corner. It was uh, so. And those so were good. deadly years. I mean, they were deadly really, years. from what I hear, at least. And also, it was just by fluke that Satish Jago and Mark Tully stayed back and saw all those bodies being thrown because all the other journalists had been, all the journalists staying in one hotel. These guys, because they didn't book in time and they weren't as well organized as news laundry reporters are, <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't get a booking in that hotel. So they had to go to some other hotel. So when the authorities came and marched everybody out, they went to the hotel all the reporters were. Now they didn't know in the, these guys had got into some other <laughs> shady hotel somewhere because they didn't get a booking here. Nice. Okay, so then they got to see all the, all the shit that other reporters didn't get to see. Yeah, so, um, so do check out that piece. Uh, then the other is a podcast called Swamp Gravy. It's a very interesting podcast of how art actually got uh, economic revival of a small town in America 
which also all those people who say art kya karta hai art kya karta hai bahut kuch karta hai humanity se bahut kuch karti hai but it actually has a direct economic impact as well it's a fascinating story and the last thing i'd like to recommend is a is a film that really i loved it's called hillbilly elegy it's on netflix it's it's such an interesting film because it makes you realize how parenting is such a tricky business while you know you can do so much damage to a child yet you know your contribution to that child becoming what he or she is is also significant and while you can hate your parent and still love them at the same time it's 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 beautifully done i think it's a very good film oh hillbilly allergy yeah. i heard allergy <laughs> allergy so on that note thank you raman sir thank you nidhi thank, thank you, you meraj thank you manisha do join us next week on and hafta Uh, do write into us at contact at newslawney dot com. I repeat, contact at newslawney dot com with your critique, criticism, inputs, feedback. Try to keep it polite and not too aggressive, because that kind of triggers me to be aggressive back, and that's never a nice thing. So, on that note, have a wonderful weekend. Manisha is laughing at me. I shall just. Didn't you say sure. you have a song recommendation? Yes, I do. This do you want to hear oh, it? Yeah. laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.